welcome to Two Guys Talking with Marcus, Chris, and Steph. Yeah, welcome back. Second episode on. I feel it's I feel it's weird that it's two guys talking, but it's not anymore, is it? It's it's three guys or two guys and a gal, depending on whether you like the word guys or not. So I I remember you were talking about this last time. Mm. Personally, I have no preference. Like guys is a gender neutral term, as far as I'm concerned. Because yeah. in a group, I would never go, oh, hey, guys and gals. Hey, guys yeah, no, you just girls. say, hey, guys, guys, right? Some yeah. people do get really pissed off about it, though. You know like, what? You know other languages? Like, yeah. Especially I'm aware, Spanish. I'm... I know this one about Spanish. You I'm have feminine and masculine mm. phrases. If you're just speaking to women and you're saying, hello, friends, it'd be hola, amiga. If it's a guy, hola, amigo. If it's guys and girls, it's hola, amigos. Really flexing yeah. your Duolingo there. <laughs> I didn't learn that on Duolingo. I learned that from work. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, like the plural will always be the masculine, I suppose. Mm, right. I want your opinions on pronouns because I don't get it. I, I don't understand. What when people ask, like, what what are your pronouns? Yeah. I don't give a shit. I'm just I'm just Marcus. Like, hey, like, what are you saying? <laughs> yeah. Would you give a are shit you a... if you were not? your assigned gender at birth because i think that's that's the crux of it isn't it it's not you know cis people being like my gender my pronouns yeah are, well the thing is her, it's... well maybe that's just my ignorance then if i'm you know I'm, I'm open to admit um i i get people who you know feel they were assigned the wrong gender at birth and that's that, that that's cool but i guess i've never understood the whole pronoun thing like i'm not really i i guess because i'm um comfortable with my assigned gender um i'm not really like I don't know, I've never really thought about it. It's just, it's, it yeah. suddenly became a thing. I'm like, oh, okay. Is this, uh, like, do people um, feel this strongly about it, really? I wow, think okay. it's, like, pansexuals mostly or transsexuals that are transisting. Yeah. Because obviously pansexual, I think they just say, no, I don't have a gender. Well, mm. it's 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 on the spectrum. Well, it's where you feel you lie on the spectrum. So you've got your, that's LGBTQIA+, but it's, it's like, so you can be non-binary and then it's like you're they, them. I or... definitely think it's a spectrum. I definitely, yeah. my belief is that in terms of like what gender you feel you are and even your sexuality, like I feel it's, there's no, it's definitely not a binary thing. It's yeah, just like where, you know, and, and I feel it can change as well. Like as you discover yourself and you learn more about yourself, this has gone extremely deep yeah. very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Like well, we're only one minute in. <laughs> See, I can respect someone's sexuality and how they identify. Mm. However, I don't really sign on to the, oh, I'm this thing it's like no are you a man or a woman or pansexual if you like i don't want to be oh he's an attack helicopter you know he's doing his yeah. own thing well people always take the piss they're always you know um oh i'm an apache helicopter that yeah. kind of thing yeah, but, but well, people, people genuinely like there's that's taking it to an extreme though and that's that's a very like most people are just like well i'm not quite sure i feel somewhere in between i yeah. don't know but yeah just don't identify that's fine like man yeah, woman non-identity yeah. Like non-binary is a massive thing now. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Um, and I guess like, well, you've got to respect it. What well, I never knew it was um, a thing, but it is. So obviously, right? Okay. Well, people feel this way. We need to see what we can do to help them feel. Yeah. You know, part of. I don't know. Just included in wider yeah. society, and yeah. I, I, I think that's that's it for me. I personally don't care about my own pronouns because, again, I'm very comfortable in the gender I was assigned at birth and my sexuality and all of that stuff. But, you know, I, if someone chooses to identify in any kind of way, it doesn't affect my life in any kind of way. So yeah, if exactly. someone I know says, oh, you know, 
these are my pronouns. I'm just going to be like, okay, cool. That's how I'll refer to you. Yeah, man. Yeah. You do you. Yeah. Um, doesn't bother me. Absolutely fine. But it's interesting that obviously like I, I never thought it people would have an issue with it, but clearly, mm. um, you know, we've got to respect that. And, Some people you know, do feel very strongly. Yeah. I really don't know how we got onto this topic. I feel <laughs> it's like very deep. You just brought yeah. it up. <laughs> yeah, sure. I've never really thought about it before. I don't know. Like, um, it's one of those things that just spark in your head. Like, yeah, yeah. What is this? Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Well, there's a lot you could say about it. There is, and and the thing is, because all of us here are very comfortable with it. So we probably shouldn't be the ones. We're not the ones to talk about it. What I'd love to do is get like some, get like a guest on or someone yeah. who can like actually offer some insight because I feel like I'm quite. Um, oh, what's the word now? Um, not ignorant, but I'm not unaware. Like I'm unaware of the issues socially mm-hmm. and um, the struggles that you know yeah. are present. Because um, well, I'm quite lucky that I'm quite comfortable just just doing doing what I do, you know. But but yeah, it is a very deep. Like shit. How long have we been going on for? Like, like literally, like not even six minutes, no. and we're already. I mean, I don't know. This will make a great clip. To be oh, fair. Oh yeah. Uh, well, in saying that though, how was your night, Marcus? I was. I was going to say yeah. Um. So last night, surprisingly, I'm not that hungover. Um. There was a virtual festival that I was streaming last night. The problem with that is it's streamed from America. So mm-hmm. for me, it was running eight to eight eight p.m. till like. 5 a.m. What so festival? It was called Secret Sky. Um, okay. Not sure if you've heard of it. I'm quite proud of the fact that not a lot of people know about it. Um, it's essentially, there's a festival that started in 2019 called Second Sky. Um, you've got pe- uh, people like Madian, Skrillex, Porter Robinson, mm. you know, it, it's an EDM thing, right? Yeah. And uh, obviously because of COVID in 2020, Second Sky couldn't happen. So they started Secret Sky, which was like just a virtual live stream thing. Um, and it was really cool last year because it was literally just a few guys with um, a camera, some DJ decks and a projector for some visuals and shit. Um, this year they stepped it up a notch it's free to attend, but what's and, and it's to raise uh, funds for charity and so uh, so on. There's a charity called Music Airs, which is all about supporting artists um, and people who you know are trying to make music in in these tough times. Yeah, yeah. But what's really cool is it's not just a YouTube live stream. You can actually or a Twitch live stream. Like they've got this digital auditorium. So basically, you go on the website and you get given like an avatar and you can walk around and you're in like a virtual. Um, well, I guess like a venue, like a virtual field, if, as if you're in like a festival and there's like, okay. there's different things you can walk to, you can see other people and above all the different um, name, above all of the heads of the other characters that you're in the in the virtual room with, it says their location, like Ohio, um, Arizona, um, Perth, Australia, you know, mm-hmm. like all over the place. And it's really cool because we can't go to like yeah. festivals right now and I'm really missing that. And this is like a virtual way. That sounds really cool. Yeah. I will say, I, I walked in at some point mm. and I was just raving with you while yeah. I was doing its intro. <laughs> it was and you nice. showed me the virtual world and there was like little chat areas. Yeah. And you yeah. could go into these like chat yeah. bubbles and just chat with people. Yeah. That um, sounds great. Yeah. From like, that, I was looking on Reddit and you got like people from all over the world just chatting to each other about music they love. And these, the lineup, like some of them are sort of well known. Mm-hmm. Um, You've got, uh, but I can guarantee you've not heard of them. Um, you've got uh, Rez, 
um, no Rome, um, Porter Robinson, and who's another big one that was there? Um, can't think. But a lot of the lineup were very, very small, like unheard of. They were literally just people, artists that the guy who did the festival just enjoyed at the time. So it was, oh, yeah. we'll give you a global stage and you can do this. So I discovered loads of really cool music last night. Um, I had a full on rotor, I had a full plan of action for the alcohol. So I was like, right, we're going to start at eight o'clock. And I'm going to open a bottle of wine, get a good base layer going. I'm going to drink the wine from 8pm till 11pm. Right, That should be enough time to drink a full bottle of wine. From that, we will move on to the beer phase. So between 11pm and 1am, I'll drink some beer. I'm not sure how much, just depends on what, what the feel is. Um, once we get past the beer phase, 1am to 2am is the gin phase. I had, a, had some gin left over yeah, uh, yeah. from a few nights ago, so I wanted to finish that. And then that, uh, when we get to around kind of like 3, 4 a.m., when the headline act was on at quarter past four in the morning, it was like, right, we're at the whiskey phase now because I've got some really nice whiskey, which, um, you know, I, I drink sparingly. It was a gift from a friend of mine I got a couple of weeks ago. It's beautiful. A uh, bottle of Belvini. And uh, yeah. From in that the- face, you look like you hate whiskey. <laughs> in- I do hate whiskey, but it was more just that the the mix of liquors that you have consumed last night scares me (laughs) well that's the thing because i had this plan of action this like this agenda this um you know um rotor almost of like the different alcohols in order to pace myself i didn't want to drink too much too quick but me being me i'd look at the time oh shit it's half 10 i need to uh, and you know we end the wine phase at 11 p.m. <laughs> and i need and i've got to get through like three quarters of a bottle <laughs> just down the whole thing in the end i didn't actually drink that much i skipped the gin and the whiskey phase i only had one beer i actually had a nap for like 2 hours midway <laughs> through and then woke up at 3 a.m. and i was like oh shit i don't want to miss this i need to you know and then i just had one corona um some water and then and then that was it and yeah. You know, because I didn't want to black out. I wanted to yeah. be loose, but like enjoy the music, you know? See, I was in here on Warzone and he had it up loud enough where I could have my headset on and still hear the music. I was yeah. like, yeah, this is great. I'm listening to the music. I'm playing the game. I'm not losing the game audio. I'm just bobbing away. Yeah, you're just doing your thing. And then the music goes down suddenly. I'm like, what? Yeah. Finish the game. Look in. He's fast Pass. asleep. <laughs> <laughs> just having like a little nap. Fair, there's always like... someone at a festival that yeah. you see passed out somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just you for a couple. Of but that's the thing because like in a festival, there's like a vibe, there's an energy, there's like a an atmosphere. I'm not saying this was as good as that, but there was a bit of that, you know. Um, and that leads me on to the thing of like, well, you were saying earlier today, a virtual festival is going to become bigger now obviously hopefully covid's on its way out well it wasn't specifically that it was more i would like to see them continue to do secret sky alongside the second sky festival i kind of feel like when they can resume the normal festival second sky they'll probably stop doing secret sky just because they don't need to but yeah i agree because yeah. it's open it up to a wider audience because otherwise i've got to get a flight to yeah. um, where they're doing it, San Francisco, I think they did actually announce they're going to do Secret uh, Second yeah. Sky um, back end of this year. Uh, but I mean, of my friends, I'm the only one who cares enough about th- this kind of music to actually go and book a flight and go. So I might end up having to go on my own. But I mean, I'd still do it because um, why not? But uh, yeah, it's it's more accessible if it's done as a live stream. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really good, and I think as well, it kind of you still get that sense of 
not as much as if you were there in person, but that sense of community that you get when you're at festivals, you know, everyone's still banding together. You still meet loads of random people that yeah, it's like a shared yeah. common interest. Like you were saying with the chat rooms and stuff. So it's still, it sounds like it's, it is almost the best thing that you can do this year for lack of actually being able to hold a festival. The, yeah, there's, there's definitely a sense of community with it. Like I felt like I was part of something and yeah. the fact that, well, so far every single person that I've spoken to about it doesn't know what it is, don't know who the lineup are, don't know anything about it. And I'm like, well, I do and I had a great time. Mm. So it feels kind of special in a way, like it's like a secret thing. Well, I guess it is called Secret Sky. So, <laughs> oh, it was that. really good, honestly. I had a great time. I'm not, I'm not even that hungover today. Um, like I say, bottle of wine, one beer, that's all I ended up having. I didn't get through half of what <laughs> yeah. I was planning. Thank Such God, extravagant yeah. night planned. And obviously, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've not got the same tolerance as I used to. So, Although in saying that, you were, I wanted to bring it to having to sleep and having to have something stimulating your mind to fall asleep to. Because mm. I find myself sticking a YouTube video on in the background and using that to fall asleep now. Mm-hmm. Whereas as a kid, obviously, you don't do that. You're just like, it's bedtime. All right, you go to sleep. Yeah. And as I've got older, I'm like watching YouTube until I pass out. And now if I don't have that, I can't sleep. Really? Yeah. I tried last night. I tried to just go to sleep. And after like an hour, I ended up getting my phone out, putting a YouTube video on. And I was gone in like five minutes. <laughs> That's the thing because... And you had your music going and you just slept to that. Yeah, I did actually. Well, to be fair, at one point... So with this festival, it was an EDM thing. But, like I say, it was just music that the guy liked. So at one point, it toned down and it was this acoustic... Um, I think she was from Japan, but she was singing in English. Um, but it was just beautiful and very, very chilled. Um and then an hour later, it became like rave music again. It was very like all over the place. But I don't know. It, it was really cool. Have but, you done any like virtual festival type things or like? So last summer, we watched the download stream that they were doing. It's not quite the same because it was just yeah. like a YouTube thing, I think. Mm. But like, yeah, I think at the time you're allowed to meet up in small groups. So we just went to a mate's house and there were like four or five of us had a couple beers sat in the garden for a bit, watched Download. Nice. That was nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've s- streamed a few gigs over the last year. So I know like Biffy Clyro were doing a, like they've done a few like live streams over the year. And I watched um, Tim Minchin. He did like, he had like a new album out. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I love Tim Minchin. But yeah, so we, <laughs> I watched that. But not, yeah, festivals, not not so much. Well, just like live, live performances but yeah, and I've things. Seen, like... Yeah, a few live performances. Especially at the start of lockdown, I think last year, maybe like the first six months of it, mm. when I was really sort of missing going out. It was an emotional time. Before like, you kind of got used to not going out. Yeah. I was doing a lot more of that stuff. And That's then true. We're so used to it now, aren't we? I've not done as much of it, yeah, sort of within the last six months, I'd say, just because I keep on telling myself that it'll all be overseen so I can just go do stuff in real life. And we booked, like, I've got like three or four gigs booked for next, well, supposed to be this year. And when we booked them, they're quite spread out. So I think it was like one every couple of months. Um, and they've all been moved now and they've all been moved to October. So <laughs> oh. <laughs> this October... It's going to go off. Yeah. It is going off. Well, oh do you remember, I don't know if you listen to Blossoms, but it's you know, Stockport band local to us. Um, I don't know when it was, but they did their In Isolation gig. Um, and it was obviously just done as a live stream. They're all on like a video call playing music and it's all acoustic. They're all in their own homes. Um, really, really beautiful. And actually they, they recorded it 
like professionally and printed it as a vinyl. So I've got, I've got the vinyl here. Um, I talk as if I'm going to put it, I'm not going to put it on. <laughs> but because I've not got the copyright for it. But it's, it's beautiful. And obviously, I guess in the first lockdown, it was a very like surreal time and i mean we're sort of more used to it now but back then it was very emotional mm. like and, and even with secret sky so the first one they did was in um it was may last year and it was just them with a bit of a you know each artist had like a bit of a webcam and a table or in some cases an ironing board with a dj deck on it and that's what they were doing and in a lot of ways i kind of preferred it like that because it just felt more personal i don't know but yeah, well, um like i said yesterday it'd be nice to have say glastonbury Apparently tickets are really hard to get for that to actually go in. Oh, if you well, that's the thing. If you go to Glastonbury, I don't know if you guys know, but if you go, not that I've been, you feel like you're lucky you were chosen, right? You can't just buy tickets to Glastonbury. You have to like because of the demand. You have to. I mean, you're lucky if you can get on the damn website without it going yeah. down because it's so there's so like so much traffic going towards the website. Like my sister's tried for years and she's own well, she's managed okay. to get tickets twice. Very very lucky. I've tried to get tickets and it'll just kick me out and say, oh, um, you know, sorry, you didn't didn't get through. Um, but once you get through, it's like, oh my God, I'm actually able to enter my name, enter my phone number, enter my card details. Oh shit, here we go. And then you get in and then you feel, apparently you feel like special there and it's like a close-knit community and there's like a vibe. I don't know. Like, it's... I know it sounds horrible. That makes me not want to go <laughs> even really? more. Yeah. Really? I, I, I love that. I think that sounds really wanky. Really? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I hope my sister's but, not listening to this. Sorry. But this brings I me on to my to further point of imagine having that in a virtual setting that you can mm-hmm. just visit from your own home the same way as you would attend a festival, except like Secret Sky where you've got all these avatars running around with little chat bubbles. Yeah. Maybe and you, you can could see, do, the, see the live stream. Could you do both? So oh. like you've got, obviously you pay more to actually you know go in person but yeah yeah they could do like a free version that's streamed or like a you pay like five quid or something stupidly cheap i would hope so because i mean like the festivals that i've been to in the past i i mean um the biggest one i've been to was ziga which is in budapest and obviously you have to obviously like fly to get there as well which i would gladly do in like when it's open we're supposed to go last year and then it got moved to this year and then this year it's also been cancelled so we're going next year but yeah yeah (laughs) but i i like even if they had uh, like a live stream for it, or in the future, like when I go, if they're doing a live stream of it, I think that's great. It yeah. makes it more accessible to a wider population of people that wouldn't necessarily travel that far to go to a festival anyway, but they'd still get some of the benefits of going. Yeah, if there are like chat yeah, rooms yeah. open as well, you're still, and it yeah. opens up to a wider audience. It just makes it so much more accessible. Not the same as actually being there in person, of course. But, no, like but... it's still at least it's there. Like they do, like with the big festivals like Reading, Leeds, um, and and Glastonbury. That you know they do broadcast like the main stage stuff on TV, but yeah. they don't. Um, but then, but um, you know BBC broadcasts it. It's on iPlayer for a little bit, and mm. then they just get rid of it because that's how they are. Rather than it just being on YouTube, you can always watch it back. Like there's so many great festival like gig moments that I I I watch a lot of gigs like just on YouTube. You know, just because I don't know. It's just I guess I just really miss it. I don't know. You know what? This brings me onto a conversation we had yesterday in the car. Mm. And I'm going to ask you now, do you pay for a TV license, Steph? Or you do. Are, you do? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Now, we don't, not because we're stingy, but because we genuinely just don't watch TV. No. So, we, we don't yeah, have an area. I, um, we didn't for a long time. And then I have I have a very guilty conscience. And I, I am always, I think that I, it's like if I put the TV on, I just think someone's going to like, 
bust down the door and be like you haven't paid a tv license <laughs> like so i just got to the point where i was like i have to just buy one and the thing is i don't watch like terrestrial tv normally i watch well netflix or like online stuff online or i'll download stuff um but i watch like iplayer and it always asks you it goes do you have a tv license and for like five years i was like yes <laughs> I, I didn't <laughs> i just put my mum's address in when it asked for uh for your details i'm like i live at this address <laughs> so there's a show that my friends recommended i watched last year it's called dave it's about lil dicky um and his kind of like story his rise to fame and all that apparently it's a really really funny series i started watching it when we were living at the old flat and um got a letter through the door about a week later saying oh we uh you know we know you're not paying for your license and i'm just like and and being the little bitch that I am, I was like, oh shit! So I so I stopped watching it. Yeah, I was like, this show's not going to watch it. And now my mates at work are just like talking about this show, and I can't. I'm not in on the jokes and on the references because I just stopped watching it. <laughs> and I don't even think it's on BBC. I, I was watching it on BBC iPlayer on my laptop, so I don't even know if it's on there anymore. Well, I, I could probably download it somewhere, but I mean. Well, I'm... this is the conversation we were, we were having. Like, so you've got cheap. so many streaming services now, like Netflix, I guess HBO, Disney Plus, Hulu uh, in America, Hulu, yeah. Yeah. all these streaming Amazon services. Prime as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you've got to pay for each one individually, and then obviously you might have a terrestrial package, such as Sky as well, which is even more money on top of that. Mm. And you could end up spending probably two hundred pound easy on your subscription services plus the TV license if you've got a terrestrial. And we were talking about what if that TV license covered streaming and all the streaming services would then go through essentially the government. And then you would have access to the shows available. I mean, I don't think it would ever happen, but I think it's a great idea in theory. I I feel like I would pay for that. I feel like like the government would fuck it up somehow and it would be a shit service. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I feel like it would be slow. The website wouldn't work properly. Um, they'd, they'd have some weird two-factor authentication where you've got to use, like, I don't know, a fax machine or some shit. You um, know uh, the NHS sends you, like, a code that you use every time you log in? Mm. And they send it to yeah. you as a letter. <laughs> oh, do they actually? <laughs> like yeah. The fuck? Yeah, they do. If you get, like, referred for something, so you'll get referred, and then they'll send they'll post you a letter that has a code on it so you can log online yeah. and put your code in to make an appointment. <laughs> it's... It's, are you taking the piss? No. <laughs> oh, Right. Um, Do you ha- not know your code, sir? Well, <laughs> I, I mean, luckily I've never really needed it, I suppose. But to be honest, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about moving to Canada at some point. Um, Honestly, the codes are so stupid. I'm not going <laughs> to... Slate the NHS. I will do. Not right now. The code that they gave me has something to do with bedding. Bedding? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I... Yes. The codes are always, so it's, it's basically, the code is always two words that are just random nouns, but it might just be, your code might just be like, I don't know, red omelette, and that's, okay. yeah. Do they use the same thing as British code words for operations, like blue dynamite? Completely random, it could do with something about railway infrastructure, but they just choose two random verbs, and they're like, yeah, this <laughs> okay. is the operation name now. Speaking of red omelette, could you... Would paprika taste good if you put it with an omelette? Absolutely. Would it actually? Yeah. 
Okay, I might try that. Yeah, because if you had a boiled egg, you'd put, you could put paprika in. It would be nice. Yeah. So what? Why, why would it be different if it was an omelette? Turns yeah. out the NHS are trying to like, <laughs> I don't know, Gordon Ramsay's sending cryptic messages to people trying to get them to cook better <laughs> like, through, through the NHS. Like. But it's, it's funny you say that because I bought a pineapple today and I'm going to grill it later. I was like, what should I use to grill it? Just, just like foul a, language and bit, uh, insults. A bit of brown sugar and paprika is what I settled on. That sounds you... great. Yeah. 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 I like, Nothing really... serious. It's all on the unit ready to go. It's literally a pineapple just sat there. I would pineapple, ne- I, I would sugar, never paprika. I would never consider buying one of those. Like, a pineapple? Ever. Yeah, I don't know why. I'm just not that adventurous. It's a pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> why... What is adventurous about pineapple? Have you seen the head on it? It's like it's got like an afro or something. Yeah, Wait, that, that's cocktail garnish, my friend. You just cut that off and that's it. If you if you um, cut the top off and then put it in a pot with soil, you grow another pineapple. Wow! See, that, I didn't know that. I don't yeah. know if that's true. That's what I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You just wanted to see if you'd do it next yeah, week. Yeah. You got it. It's like you know you see those like life hack videos and it's like next- one oh. avocados. Just take an avocado seed out, like seed out of one that you've bought and plant it. Five years later, you'll have your own avocado. Yeah, tree. but it'll taste like shit because <laughs> yeah, be like when you oh, like sorry, you need the right climate to grow avocados there's a lot of things like you know crab apples like those yeah. those like not every apple that you plant is going to taste good like most of them will taste shit apparently they're like um, like fruits and veg have to be like cultivated like mm. there's certain, yeah. certain farms that have just got it nailed you know yeah because it's certain soil certain ph's certain temperatures Avocado humidities mafia. all of that stuff yeah yeah just just doing it all but um well i mean like soil seed all right see you in a week yeah and then just see what happens. Well, for me, it's soil seed, and then oh shit, I forgot about it three months later. <laughs> like like you gave me a um, for Christmas a grow your own bonsai kit, and I was doing it well. It was going well, and then you know you have to put it in the fridge, leave it for three weeks, take it out, put a bag over it, do all that, give it its own atmosphere, and it's it was growing. And then I was like, okay, this is cool. And then I looked at it a week later, and the the stem thing that was there was just not there anymore. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Where's this go? And then I just kind of, it's st- it's here actually. I've got it right here. Um, yeah, that doesn't look alive to me. I no, it, I, it is. The, the, it's just there's some a bond- really dry soil and a little. But is there a root pot. and a, a seed in it? There's a seed in it. I'm, I mean, the seed's not doing anything. Have no, you- seeds, seeds can live. So they've done that thing. So there's, I don't know where it is. I've not watered I, it for I like want a month. to say it's in like Israel or somewhere, somewhere. But they have there's like a greenhouse and they have like every recorded seed and plant or something like that. So and and they've done things. Okay. They've cultivated plants that have been um, dead for like oh, thousands yeah, yeah, of years. Yeah. There's the there was a thing last week where a plant that had been alive in the dinosaur era, I want to say like, let's just go Jurassic era. Mm-hmm. They've cultivated it and they've like. Made made so yeah that's fine. I, I think I've seen one where they found mm-hmm. a seed in a in the amber of a tree or inside a mosquito or something like a mosquito got stuck in amber and fossilized and the mosquito had a seed in it. Interesting. And then they got the seed out of the mosquito. Life uh, finds a way. This <laughs> <laughs> is literally the start of Jurassic Park. We're talking yeah, about. Yeah. But it's kind of like you've got the oh what's it called in it is in Iceland. There's that bank of. Uh, there's like a no, Norway. Thing. We Norway. spoke about it yeah. a few episodes ago. There's a, like a seed vault where they've put every known seed. Oh, in is this a what vault. I think this is what I'm talking about. And maybe I heard it from the podcast. <laughs> if they're cultivating <laughs> it, it's a bit different because <laughs> uh, they just store they the, the seeds seed. underground. No, there's 
Okay. Maybe I'm getting things confused. But you might be right, yeah. I have seen people but or yeah. corporations, whatever it was, cultivate seeds from thousands of years ago that are definitely extinct and have made a plant from it. Mm-hmm. Definitely short of something to do if, if, if they do yeah. that. Yeah. Like, well, we did something. Well, I mean, well, to be fair, it is pretty cool. But I just don't see a future for that, that plant over there. Um, I've not watered it for like a good month at least. I've kind of forgotten it was there. In fact, well, only now did I realise it was there. And I was like, oh, shit, okay, <laughs> let's, let's have a look at it. Um, there are more seeds in the box um, that you gave me. Yeah, you were saying, I'm just going to try um, this one first and then I'll try again later. I've, I've also got a, um, it's like a chilli kit. So it's like a um, some chilli seeds and it's like a chilli challenge thing and you can like grow them and all that. My mum bought... My mum bought the seeds for me and my sister so that we could like have a bit of a competition and like, oh, who can grow? I kind of forgotten about it until uh, just now, actually. Um, so I've not actually grown them. It's funny, you, I don't know. It's funny you say that because you pulled season. it out last night. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I literally. Oh yeah, I've got this. Yeah. And puts it back. <laughs> yeah. It, well, well, you said it is probably out of season to start trying to grow chili plants at this time. Yeah. Although I don't know because I mean. See, I don't know, but also, so I have an orange tree at home. I say orange; it's tiny. It's like I don't know, not even thirty centimeters tall kind of thing, and it has teeny tiny oranges on it. Um, it's completely dead at the moment. But I bought, <laughs> I bought one of those like garden lamp type things, like heat lamps that you're supposed oh, to use yeah. for plants, oh, so that yeah. you can uh, grow- ultraviolet lamp. Yeah, I don't. I I got it a couple of days ago, and I opened it, and I was like, okay, it's a lamp, and I haven't like set it up yet. But technically, then all. Like, you can grow things in any season. Because, like, England is not the right country for a lot of hot That's plants. True. You know, like, chilies yeah. is not like, a, it's not like an English weather. Well, it's, it's one of those things. It's like cost versus reward. Like, we could set up a massive chili production centre in greenhouses with hot lamps, keeping it at the right temperature, the right humidity, whatever. And then once you package that and take it to market, it's like, well, this costs four quid, yeah your chilies mm. from wherever in the world they come from is less than a quid no one's going to buy them we've driven the price down so much you know what we were in tesco earlier and he went to buy a garlic and he got one singular garlic for 60p mm. i was like why don't you just get a pack because at least then it's going to last a bit longer i mean i mean it was it was a bigger bulb than yeah. like you know but we're getting four for like 6p cheaper yeah, you got a you pack know. of four and it costs less. Yeah, but that's the problem. Like, but how often do you use it? Uh, Relatively I, often. I use it in quite a lot of meals, yeah. yeah. I get the clove, I crush it, I slice it up, and stick it in. Sometimes, well, I, at one point I didn't actually like uh, cut up the clove. I just put it in as it was. I'd crush it and put it in. My God, that is, that is some good, like... <laughs> yeah. You know. Everyone likes a bit of garlic. Perks of being single. I mean, no one has to endure the garlic <laughs> breath, you know? <laughs> So, yeah, and I, I enjoy it. In fact, yeah. I need to cook um, later today. I've got a pack of chicken that's just sat on the countertop. And it's funny because I don't know what it is with me, but I always remember that I've got chicken in the fridge two days after it's gone off. So I'm just like, right, okay. Don't eat that chicken. It smells you know fine. What? It's it the same like story it, as last week when you had the chicken. It literally happened last week. Yeah. And, and, and it's literally like we've got some chicken over there. I, I opened it. It smells okay. It's two days past its use by. I think it'll be all right. Yeah, I, I don't think you'll die. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just not have a, I'll just not have a good time. Maybe. 
be a bit of slimy when you're chopping it up. <laughs> well, I'll I'll see what the texture feels like. Yeah. All right, but I mean, I'm not really one for wasting food. But then you don't want to get ill, do you? So ah, you'll cook out all the all the poison stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know I, if it smells fine. But that that's the thing. Like I think meat is too manufactured. Like you know, in some parts of the world, you will go to your local shop, you will pick out the chicken that you want, and then they will just deal with it there and then. You know, take the feathers off, serve it up, all that. You know, take it home, and then it's a case of. When you when the shops run out of meat, that's it. There is literally yeah. no more meat. We, you know, the two goats that the village has, that's it. There's no more. You, you can't you can't just go to the freezer. You know, and and I kind of feel like in terms of like knowing where your foods come from, that's like. That's if your fair. village has two goats, do not kill those goats. I'm assuming yeah. they're oh, ideally yeah. of, opposing need. sexes. Yeah, you'll and need. therefore you can make more goats. <laughs> I like the way you think. <laughs> Forward thinking. Yeah, it's like, I'm hungry. Chop. Oh, wait. <laughs> well, that, that, that's the thing. And then I kind of feel like, yeah, in this country, like, food's too manufactured, especially on the meat side. Mm. Yeah, I can't, I I can't remember. You, you, you're you not pescatarian or vegetarian. You just eat. No, I uh, eat everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Well, actually, well, I don't know. What are you? Because you're going for a meal later, aren't you? I am. Yeah. I so am. what what... Have you looked at the menu? What what do you think? So we ordered from there before. So um Well, what type of restaurant is it first? Oh god, that's a great question. It's well all I know is they do really good burgers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's the type of food I'll be getting. A burger food. Um yeah, so I'm celiac and I don't remember so I ordered from them about a month ago and I got a burger and it was probably the first burger I'd had in about five years. Wow. Um, yeah. That's and a I, long time. Yeah, because I I don't know. I'm very of the opinion. I don't like food substitutes. Like, I don't like things that pretend to be things that they're not. Just mm. to be like, oh, it's the gluten-free version or it's like the vegan version or, or whatever it is. I'm just like, well, it's not that. Just be what you are. Yeah. Um. So I never, I never had like gluten-free burgers or, you know, bread. But so I just, I just hadn't had a burger in like five years and I had one a month ago and I was like, this is the best thing I've ever eaten. <laughs> <laughs> nice. um, I'll tell you what is nice, gluten-free beer. I, I tried it years ago and then I was like, well, I don't really drink beer that much anyway. So again, I just don't remember the last yeah. time I had a beer. Mm. Well, I literally had one last night. <laughs> I mean, it was a Corona, it wasn't anything special, but I mean. Literally, uh, you drinking made me get a drink out, and it was just like, oh, we've still got Coronas from last week. What? Right. So, what's the appeal with gluten-free beer then? Like, what? It just tastes so much nicer, if you ask me. Okay. It's a much better taste. I think my favorite for that is Daradam. Okay. Love the taste. It's not too strong in terms of beer. It's, it tastes. It's, I don't know. It just tastes nicer if you have a normal lager against a gluten-free lager. The gluten-free. Seems to win out for me. Okay. You know, I think it's weird, right? Like, yeah, there was a video I saw ages ago, and it was about how, like, you know, the girly drinks, the ciders, the, you know, the the pink gins, all really, really nice tasting fruity drinks. Ma- male drinks are just, like, disgusting, bitter. Yeah. Like, hops are not that nice. Literally. But weirdly, I do actually enjoy a beer. Why is that? Like, literally. It's not a nice thing. You can order bitter from a pub. Yeah. Oh, you wanna you wanna drink? How about this bitter? Mm. Why would you want that? Why would you want that in your life? So this week we're drinking um, inches 
medium apple cider. It took me a minute to read that. That says inches, right? Yeah. Inch. Yeah. Inches. Like, for inches. some reason, I was I was looking at it thinking, I don't know, I don't know how to put it. I saw every time <laughs> I you read I, I was off anything on e the podcast, the you you take a different form. Yeah. Normally, I, you're a bapper with a bullshit kind of person. I couldn't. I just couldn't. And then when it comes to reading, it's like it's inches. Yeah. I, I couldn't. Medium apple it just cider. Look right. I think because I'm looking for an e between the h and the s, and I just couldn't find it. But it's quite good. I don't normally go for cider because um, I always, you know, there's like a whole bloated thing. Um, that cider, if you drink too much of it too quickly, you know. But um, this is actually quite good. I'll tell you what, my favourite cider is Old Moot. Old, good cider. Old Moot, yeah. Good, yeah. good, good cider. And what are you uh, drinking tonight? I have got a, it's Lone Wolf, which is the Brewdog Company's gin. Mm. And I've got cactus and lime flavour. Cactus and lime. Which is really nice. I'm what? not really a gym person, but this is what delicious. What does cactus taste like? Um, <laughs> it tastes. All I can say is that it tastes like green. Like it just tastes. <laughs> it tastes like green. It tastes like green. It tastes like I don't know. How does one taste green? <laughs> <laughs> like it doesn't have like a. Dis- I can't be like oh, it tastes like you know salty or whatever. It just tastes. Um, it tastes almost like it's healthy to be in a gin. Okay. I want to know who the fuck looked at a cactus and went. Yes, <laughs> we will put that in some gin. <laughs> yeah, because the thing's well, people prickly. Eat cactus. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's a veg. People can eat it. Yeah, yeah but you just yeah. don't see it in the supermarket. I bought, yeah. I, I bought an aubergine today. I, I bought an aubergine. I have never done that before. What? Do you know what to do with an aubergine? Absolutely. I don't know what to do. You with do. It. I bought this. Yeah, you cook I bought it. this aubergine. <laughs> I'm looking no at it. direction. I'm looking, just cook it. I'm looking at it, thinking, right? If I cut this, will like, like, will it? Will all the juice run out? Will it be like all shriveled up? Like what? Like what? I don't know. What, like, is, is it going to be? When you solid? bought like, it, what did you have in mind? Um, <laughs> Ooh, aubergine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like. What I had in mind was. I've got a couple of friends who are vegan and a lot of their food that they cook is with aubergine and it looks delicious and I'm like, okay, I can get in on that. So I bought this aubergine and I'm just like, okay, now what? Now, now <laughs> I do actually have a really good aubergine recipe <laughs> to, uh, that I got, can give you. <laughs> does, it, d- does it include oh. chicken that may have gone off, but I'm not sure. You can absolutely put chicken in it. It's a, it's a veggie recipe. But in the aubergine. Put- what do you mean? What? Like what? Hollow out the aubergine, <laughs> out the aubergine and put the chicken. Grill the in. chicken, and then you get like this nice, like skin. Like I don't know. No. I, I want to be. I mean, do what you want. I want to be adventurous here, right? <laughs> Speaking about being adventurous, so on the on, on Friday, I went over to mate's house. We sat in the backyard, and he got fire pit out, got some coals, and I tried my first. Jacket potato. I really, I really am not that asked about jacket potatoes. I'm like, it's boring. Doesn't taste that good. My God, this this thing was amazing. I have missed out on so much in my life. Right. Like, it was sorry. it was a potato. It was in the fire pit for a good hour with some butter. My God, that was when delicious. you say your first jacket potato, you mean you lit- you never eaten a jacket potato. I before. have eaten jacket potato, but I've always okay. scowled my face and been like, why is this like this is boring. I do not enjoy... It's literally a potato. There's nothing about it. You just put this in the oven and then there you go. But my, th- this was delicious. Like, I really enjoyed it. I think I think eating food outside makes food taste better as well. I don't know how that... I don't know how that works. Do you agree? 
Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Somehow, something eating food outside just tastes so much nicer. It's like but... a barbecue when you set out and yeah, you've, got some, yeah. you've got just food in your hand. Yeah, it's so it just good. tastes better. Yeah. I'd love to like. I've seen videos where people dig a pit, get some charcoal going, mm. uh, put the food in, and then bury it, and they'll leave it for hours, mm. and then they dig it up later, and that's your food. Yeah, uh, it's like I'd love to be able to do that one day. You can do it now if you want. We've got some grass outside. <laughs> Get yourself a shovel. Yeah, just start digging up the uh, Actually, landlord's grass. Well, no, no, literally, like, my, so one of my mates um, for Secret Santa uh, last Christmas bought me a bloody um, AA snow recovery kit, yeah, for Secret Santa, because he knows what my driving's like. I've not even got a car, but whatever. Um, and basically, it was a high-vis vest with a warning triangle that you can stick on, on, on the roadside with a foldable shovel so i will give you the shovel <laughs> and you can go outside here after this podcast and you can, you can dig up some and what do you mean like what what's so you put the fire pit underground you yeah so yeah. basically dig a hole put your food in it and then well put charcoal in it and then your food's on top so it's, it's like just a barbecue yeah. okay oh because I, I was thinking that you'd put the soil back on top of the food you then. do yeah what so to it's, close it all up so it's almost like a mix between a barbecue and a slow cooker. Wouldn't yeah. that put the fire out though? Because no, well, no, you start the, the fire. So you've got the heat, yeah. and oh. it start retains the, the heat, so it oh, cooks your food. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you start the fire, let the fire burn out, so you've got the coals the same and way then, as you did then, the potato, and, and then, then you've you just, got yeah. your food on there and bury it. That's amazing. You know what else I tried on Friday? So I guess there, I'm driving. My mate's like, "Oh, do you want some rum?" And I'm like. I mean, I didn't bring any drinks, so yeah, maybe like maybe like a small one. I don't know. He put he paused me. You've seen the video where it's the woman and she's like two shots of vodka and she like glug, 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 glug. <laughs> like and he poured this 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 rum. I'm like Christ, like you know, I, I don't want to drink all that. It's alcohol free rum. Well, not point zero five percent rum. Um, quite nice actually. Yeah, it tasted like it was quite not watered down but like it tasted thinner than what a real rum would taste like yeah but if you shotted it there was a there was definitely a spice like but i've never heard of that before alcohol free rum you know what it was good european spirit bottles have a thing on the top that kind of regulates how much flow will come out okay. so bartenders and stuff just don't bother with speed pourers they just have this thing on the top and pour straight out okay. i wish we had that in the uk well i mean yeah, but you do. We just use speed pourers. Yeah, we do. We have to go out and purchase something extra to, stick to have the same effect. I mean, yeah, but you still have the same effect, though. It's You're not buying it. Your employer's buying it. Like, why are you yeah, I know. a bitch about it? Well, I've got to clean the speed pourers. I've got to put them in all the bottles. I've got to put the condoms on them. You've not got to do anything. You're, you're furloughed. Like, you don't have to do anything. Give me two weeks, mate. I'm back in work. <laughs> is it really just two weeks? It is. Oh, that's amazing. That's good. Nice. I hope, to the love of God, people wear masks and, you know, don't get COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd hate for your business to close up again. That'd be a bit rubbish. Third time the charm. I won't have a job afterward. Yeah, nah. I mean, you and me are alright. <laughs> We've been working throughout, but I mean... Yeah. Nah. I was discussing uh, something last night about my playtime on Warzone. Oh, yeah. I've got like a solid 10 days over everyone else. Oh, it's like, well... That's because you've got nothing else compared going Compared to you guys, this is what I've got. You've got so much more free yeah. time. Like, during the day, I'll go out, walk, cycle, whatever. At night, was on. 
I want to ask you actually about Warzone. So on the, on the notes for this episode, you've, ah, you've yeah. written seal clubbing, but then you've put what does it mean? Open brackets. Warzone updates and gaming close brackets. So I don't you play. Don't Warzone. need to read. It. Oh man, <laughs> what is what? Well, it's done. <laughs> Google this quickly. It's, right. it, it's just yeah, it's, it's just Call of Duty, but the current one. Oh, okay, fine. But like right. seal clubbing. Have you heard of the term seal clubbing? I mean, yes, but it. I mean, what's the context? Gaming. <laughs> yeah, but like, like, how have you played um, Bloody Pingu? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, that's what seal clubbing is, but it's the seal clubbing Pingu, and then you see how far you can get him. <laughs> See, That's I didn't know throwback. that. I've not, yeah, I've not, I've thought, not about thought about that. that I've not thought years. about that. But isn't it weird how the mind works and how you connect dots? <laughs> like, there, like there's some shit like in the back of your head. See, seal clubbing That's for me hiding, just like lurking around the corner, like oh, you know, seal clubbing know for me come back. is going into lower ranked games or lower skill lobbies and beating the shit out of noobs. Okay, like you go okay. down and you just get a massive KD or you win games, whatever. It's more prevalent in like uh, PC gaming. Yeah. However, it's still a thing. Like, so Where does the term SEAL come from then? I don't know. I just heard it one day. It's like, oh, you've got a load of people coming in SEAL clubbing. So it's like loads of streamers who have got the best gear, all this, all that, coming into people who have just started playing the game and don't know what they're doing. thing is, our streamers are also streaming whilst they're playing, so yeah. wouldn't that hinder their performance? Because their, their bandwidth isn't as much. Like, they'll lag a little bit more. Like, it depends. Surely if you're streaming, you will you will have yeah, accounted yeah. for that fact. We have terrible upload speeds, sir. Yeah, but we've accounted... A streamer will not. <laughs> yeah, but we've accounted for that with this podcast by... I just take the files to work and upload it on their internet. Yeah, like but the day after. I can't do that here. Like, run a massive cable to your office so that I can stream Warzone. I mean, it's a ten-minute walk away. How long of a cable would that be? Like, quite point, a long like cable. A, a quarter mile, maybe, of a cable. How long until someone just comes across it and thinks, "I wonder what happens if I cut this?" <laughs> then. Uh, well, then you get no more two guys talking. <laughs> Basically, it's weird though. Like, obviously, with the car, we've got L plates so I can drive it. Mm. And we went out of town the other day, and we were perfectly fine just leaving the L plates on. Yeah, but well, you're yeah. scared of people still, aren't you? Yeah, but in the actual city, it's like, well, someone will just come along and be like, huh, L plates, I'll have those. Do you think? Why? Yeah, though? definitely. Like, they have no value for anyone. Yeah. Literally. And you know what gets me as well? Like, if you get, like, I don't know, some, like, kids or youths or whatever, and they, like, fuck around and they steal shit yeah. for kicks, they don't see your reaction. Like, surely, if you're going to do something to piss someone off, you want to see their reaction. That's what you get the, the buzz out of. But you're not going to see the reaction because you'll be doing something else by the time you you find that your L plates are missing. So I just don't see the point. Like, are people just bored? Like, why would they, why would they do that? I don't know. But I know it's something people will do. Like, if we left the L plates on overnight, in the morning, they would not be there. Mm. I find that so bizarre. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't know why anyone would do that. For... People do a lot of things without yeah. any kind of like reason. I'm guessing it's worse in London, isn't it? Like, in the south, if you're in a big populated area, if you just leave something out. I guess so, but I don't, I don't know. Because it's never... 
Well, I suppose I've also just never left stuff. Well, actually, yeah, because I remember one time we were trying to get rid of an old couch and we left it out, um, called someone to come and collect it. And before they had come to collect it, someone had taken it. So, yeah, <laughs> actually, I think. <laughs> well, look, did you want the couch collected? Yeah, absolutely. I wasn't mad at it. I yeah, was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, all I had to do was put it out. <laughs> There's a How I Met Your Mother episode where they do that. Like They take whatever they want gone out to the street. And by the time they get back up to the appointment, it's gone. Mm. And they don't <laughs> understand why. They never yeah. see it disappear. It's just... Yeah, that's it. You just don't... It's just gone. Yeah. I, I mean, mean that, that that's a good thing. That's That's like... You know, rather than having rubbish like just around, you know. If someone's getting use out of it. Yeah, 100%. Fine. You know. You know what? Here's a tangent. Did you hear about the uh, National Day for Carrying Out oh, Sexual Assault? Yeah, this is Sorry, awful. Sorry, what? This is awful. Yeah. yeah. Gonna... The National Day for Carrying Out yeah. Sexual so Assault. So you've got like Earth Day, you've got um, Teacher Appreciation Month or whatever, right? And then you've got this shit. Literally, a group of six men on TikTok decided this should be a thing and gave instructions on how to carry out sexual assault. So they basically admitted online that they are basically rapists. And Not quite to that and, degree, perhaps. Well, but... And instructed others to partake in this national day for rape. So none of us here use TikTok, right? How did no. you find out about this? Reddit. Literally, we were talking last week about how TikTok is kind of aimed at kids. And then this comes up in the news the next week. I don't get it, man. There's some weird shit on there. I don't like, yeah. I don't even, I don't have TikTok, but like I end up consuming it by proxy of just, you know, because you go on Instagram or you go on Snapchat or you just go on yeah. WhatsApp and you yeah. get your mates sending you all this shit. But is it gets cross posted? Is this seriously oh, a thing? everything. Yeah. I mean. The MEN reported on the 24th of April the National Day for Carrying Out Sexual Assault, that a 14-year-old boy was arrested for assaulting a girl. In Manchester? In Manchester. Oh, it's in the Manchester Evening News. Shit, if that's happening so close to home, it must be happening on a global scale. It's on TikTok, man. It's a global app. Yeah, I know, but it's like, that's scary. Like, what a fucking idiot. Like, what the hell? It's so weird. I don't, like... Is society actually fucked now? Like... So, no... And here's why. <laughs> I think it is. I don't know. Like... I don't think it is. I think I think the access. I think you just see more of the bad because it's it's so readily available. But I yeah. don't think that means that there is more bad. I just think you just have more access to it, mm-hmm. and people are more inclined to spread things and share things that make them feel negative or scared or whatever it is, rather than share things that, like it's like with the news. It, the news never goes, oh, look at all these lovely things that have happened. Yeah. It's, it's look at all this shit that is going on. Yeah, yeah, I think, that's like, true. That's true. Know, so yeah, th- there's definitely a lot of good happening out there that's not being talked about. No, just um, everyday kindness. Well, here, well, here's yeah. the thing, right? So I've got a friend of mine who um, is a volunteer at the Maggie Oliver Foundation, and what they do is they help support victims of this kind of abuse um, to actually well I'm not a volunteer myself um, but I support charity and so I don't know all the ins and outs it's very complicated because of course you know these people's lives we're talking about but um, you know they help support people who've gone through these atrocities and um, 
this one person that my friend's been uh, recently assigned to help support is is 67 years old. What? And they were abused when they were like seven or something, Jeez. or eight years old. Yeah. So like, this is like what what we're talking about here. Sorry to bring the tone down no, massively, no, right? Fine. But this is an issue, and it's been going on for a long time. And it's fucking disgusting. I cannot understand why the world's like this. Um, and it's just it's just horrific. Um, but obviously, you know the positive spin on it would be that you know there is support out there for those who need it yeah. um you know you've got Maggie Oliver Foundation um go to their website I, be- I believe it's like what maggieoliverfoundation.org or .co.uk do a google you'll find it if you've if you are a victim of it or have uh, or know anyone who's you know struggling or that kind of thing you know you can find the support there if you need it the support's there if you need it but i mean it, it shouldn't even be needed you know yeah, yeah i think it, that's it really like annoys me um, yeah absolutely i think that's where i sort of go um it's absolutely wonderful that there are all these resources and things available yeah. for there's other ones too been... i just don't know about maggie oliver that's yeah you know, there yeah there, there, are, there are a lot um but then i think the, the the topic should be what can we do to prevent this stuff from happening in the first place like why is it happening mm-hmm. you know it's great that there are resources to help victims and um and all that stuff but it's you know the the focus well, the focus should be on both, but I think there should be also a focus on let's stop these things from how let's stop the fact that someone can make a TikTok and it can spread to promote something called let's sexually harass them one day, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, like that shouldn't be allowed to happen. Yeah. And there should be things in place to stop that post from being able to become so viral because, so, you know, the fact that someone in Manchester has watched that and then carried out some crime is... That, that's insane. It's like... I can go on YouTube and I can watch videos of the LA riots and looting in the 90s, right? That doesn't make me want to go and do some looting. <laughs> you know, it makes me appreciate that things are pretty chill in, in my part of the world right now. Um, like, who the hell... I don't know, but like, is it a problem with society at a fundamental level? Are we not... Is there not enough for... Um, well, I would say young people, but I suppose anyone can do it. Is there not enough for people to do? Are people just bored or are people just like lost? I don't know, like... Is there something? Is there a problem? Is there a, pl- a problem with society at like the fundamental, like think, ground level? I think so. Partly, I, I don't. As with most things, I don't think it's black or white. I just think that there, yeah, there are some elements that it is a wider societal problem. I think the fact that a fourteen-year-old boy can find that information is a bit of a problem. I think the fact that a fourteen-year-old boy can look at that type of information and go, "I'm going to do that," is a problem. Yeah. Um, whether that comes from you know, whatever it is, the way he's been brought up, schooling, friends, yeah, yeah. Fr- you know, what, you know. I, bet, I, I reckon the parents aren't even aware that he's consuming this kind yeah. of content. No. You know, but this is, this is a conversation that people have been having for decades. Well, you know, the parents or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it, like, it, it, it's worse now. And, you know, I, well, we grew up in the era where like, when, when, Kids are being raised by the internet right now. Yeah, we would just we just basically barely escaped that. I'm assuming you weren't raised by the internet. Mm, um, no, I think I was about. There's probably a good. Influence I must have been it. about fourteen, fifteen when social media became a thing. But even at that point, you could very easily not partake. Um, yeah. It was probably yeah. when I was about I don't know 
I guess, yeah, 1920 when it was like, oh, does yeah, everyone yeah. had a Facebook. Everyone had like this, that, the other. And I, I was going, yeah. I reckon it's harder to not partake in that now though. If you're like, if you're 14 now, yeah, it'd be a lot harder for you to yeah, not partake in that. I remember my mum, like when I first got Facebook, when was it? Um, how old was I roughly? I want to say like 11 or 12 years, no, probably 13 mm. years old or something, right? And my mum was like, you are not putting any pictures, any profile pictures of yourself up on the internet. Like, you're just not doing that. Like, she's very traditional. She's not very... She's not online at all. Um, but obviously, you know, so I didn't do that. I just had pictures of, like, cars and st- stuff that I liked as my profile picture. But, um, you know, you end up being the odd one out. So, through that pressure of fit, wanting to fit in in high school, you know, you ended up just conforming and, you know, doing that anyway. Um yeah, it must be quite hard now, I reckon. Yeah, I mm. would hate to be a teenager today. I think most teenagers hate being teenagers. But yeah, because um, yeah, at the time, when I was a teenager, we had my MySpace was the bigger social network until sort of Facebook came along a, a few years later. Mm. Um, and at that point, yeah, it was more fun and lighthearted, but no one cared. It, no one... The, the big I remember the biggest deal with MySpace and that people um, at school it was like a thing was on MySpace you could choose your top friends yeah. so you had like your top eight and people would be like you move me down from your one to your two spot and then <laughs> that would be like your argument about social yeah. media whereas now it's it's one that you've got access to all of these weird bits of information from all around the world um, face tuning and stuff like that as well is like a massive thing now before like yeah i had a myspace yeah i had pictures of myself in it it was a picture taken with like my sony ericsson whatever it was that I was basically phones. a blur yeah so yeah. It, even if someone for whatever reason had that picture you couldn't even make out anything yeah so, it's not useful for no anything. it's so yeah yeah whereas now it's like people are taking professional style photographs on their iphone whatever's um they face tune them it's then they post them online. You you create so many different social dynamics. You know, mm-hmm. I can see I can see girls at school bullying each other for like the way they look in Instagram pictures. Yeah, which is such a ridiculous thing. Mm-hmm. I do feel though that like things kind of go full circle, and I do reckon I don't know when, but soon um, the onus won't be so much on that. Like I know a lot of people right now who are actually not on social media. And it's actually like almost cool to not be on social media. So it's kind of like, you know, oh, I want to be free. I don't want to be connected to anything. I don't want to be. T- I don't want to be tethered to anything. You know, one thing that really annoys me is I've got like five different messaging apps on my phone. I don't want all that shit. Like everyone that I speak to can message me on WhatsApp, but some I only speak to on Messenger. Some I only speak to on Snapchat. Some I only speak to on Instagram, like direct messages weird like I don't, I don't i don't want that shit but i don't want to uninstall those apps because i feel like you know am i cutting off people like i don't want to do that um it's just it's just strange i think i don't know like i do believe society is getting a bit fucked just because this was never even a thing like when my mum was my age I, um, but I know the world's different. I think that there are so many positives to come out of it that I can't say that I think it's fucked. Because okay, I, I think there fair. is so much good. I think there's so much more access to information, so much more knowledge that can be shared. People collaborating on things from all points of the globe. Like, I think there is so much good that comes from social media that I can't sit here yeah. and say that I think it is. I think, because I don't. I don't yeah. actually personally use social media. I have an Instagram. I have, um, I use Reddit. 
I have a Twitter that I don't use, but like, you know, I don't, I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on, you know, um, mm. a lot of social media sites, but I think it's great. Um, but it heightens the bad stuff, obviously, just yeah. by proxy, I suppose. Yeah. Not that that's an argument no, against, it's just like... The bad stuff exists anyway. It's so in a way, I think bringing some awareness to it is also not necessarily yeah. such a terrible thing. Um, and to be fair, it, like, a lot of bad stuff is probably happening under the radar, whereas now at least we, we know it's happening. So that's a good thing. I can give you some positive internet news. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that lot in the movie. So have you, did you guys hear, I think it was yesterday, what's, I don't know what it is, about the, um, the Josh fight. Yeah. What so is that? Like, so, did you mention it yesterday? Basically, about a year ago, I think. Did shoot me up, okay, that's the hour mark. Continue. I, I, I want to know what's going on with it. From America, um, called Josh Wayne. Okay. Added, I think, every other Josh Swain he could find on Facebook or whatever platform it was on. Um, Definitely Facebook. And so, yeah, it, was, it has to be Facebook. Yeah. Um, and then was like, we are going to meet up and decide who is the best Josh. <laughs> that like that in its infancy was what that. it was. It was just supposed to be a joke. Um, but it built up loads of steam and momentum on social media. It was being shared. Um, and I think a few months later or recently it became a thing of, oh, well, the date is approaching, so is there actually going to be an event? Um, and so the guy who created it set up a, a real event to have a battle of all the Joshes to see who would be the ultimate Josh. <laughs> and <laughs> I've seen a few clips. There's a lot of people there. So many people turned up with just like, what they call like the foam noodles. Yeah. Um, and they had two battles from what I understand. I saw like a few clips, but it was like, there was battles between all the Joshes to discover the one true Josh. And then there was a battle between two Josh Swains, specifically Josh Swains. And that was just a, uh, I think it was like a, what's it called? Like a war thumb, thumb of thumb uh, of war. Thumb, yeah, thumb yeah. war. <laughs> thumb. So they weren't um, fighting, it was war just of like. thumbs. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it's a thumb of wars. A war. <laughs> so it was like <laughs> thumb wars, rock, paper, scissors, um, you know, stuff like that. Is that what they were doing? Yeah. So like, that they, was were, they weren't actually like beating each other up. Like. No, no, no. So there were loads of people there and the, the big group were um, messing around, hitting each other with like fame noodles until someone was victorious. Here, I will come on to in a second, the winner. Okay. Um, but was yeah, the Josh other... Swain? I Do you know what? It was. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined the story. But, um, <laughs> this build up happening. So there was the first battle, which was like between the two, the two Joshes, which was like the thumb... What thumb... <laughs> war over the thumbs war. thumb war thumb war is that the one word? two three is four that... I declare a thumb war thumb yeah. war there you go I know I'm struggling that's another so thing. much that. that's another thing that's been in the back of my mind for like 10 years at least and it's just resurfaced now how yeah. weird does the mind work you know anyway um, but then so the winner of the battle of the Joshes was like a four year old kid that everyone just unanimously decided in the battle to let this kid win because he was so cute and he was running around with his like pool noodle hitting Aww. people and everyone was like, oh, I'm hurt, I'm hurt. So they let this kid win and the the championship title, so it was like, um, they gave him a Burger King crown and a like, <laughs> a, like a wrestling belt. So he was literally, oh, nice. and they hoisted him up on someone's shoulders and he was just holding this belt and the crown was too big for his head. So he had to like hold it up. And then he just was wearing it as a necklace because it's like this four-year-old kid. That... Oh, but then you just go, that kid is going to remember that day forever. Yeah, Like, yeah, isn't boy. that so good? That's beautiful. That's actually beautiful. It really is. 
Uh, they also raised loads of money for charity. I don't, I was reading about it yesterday, I don't remember what charity it was, but so um, Josh, the creator of the event to begin with, decided to put it to good use as well. And I think they must have raised about like 10 grand in the end as well for. That's mental. I think, I want to say it was a children's charity, I don't remember. But yeah, so just, really positive. Just yeah. from like, oh, my name is Josh, I'm going to add a load of Josh's and let's see what we can do. <laughs> the ultimate Josh off. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, I love joshing around. I love that. It's just, yeah, I don't know. Like, what? There's there's other examples of that. I'm sure that have happened before, but I can't think. To... Um, so there's an example, not quite as wholesome, on Tinder where basically one guy thought he'd if you message the same thing to loads of people. So he added loads of the girls to basically effectively a group, um, thinking that if he messaged them all the same thing, it would send it to them separately. So. He basically started chatting to like 20 different girls, thinking <laughs> that he'd just started 20 conversations and they were all in this one group. <laughs> like, what is going on? God. I'd love to know how that panned out. Uh, copy and paste, pick up lines, except. Except. When, if you when? send it to multiple girls, they get added to a group yeah. together. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, my God. Well, I can't say I've. Um, well, I'm not using Tinder right now, but I mean. If I did use it, I'd probably, yeah, try and have a bit of fun with it and, like, do... I mean, obviously, he probably was hoping to set up a few dates. I'd do it to try and, like, not take the piss, but just kind of, I don't know, just have some fun. I don't know. Yeah, I think, I don't know, if I was on Tinder, I don't think, as a girl, if if that happened to me, if I was one of the girls, I don't think I'd feel that bad about it because I'd be like, what, do do you think that he's only going to be talking to one person at a time? Yeah, Like, that's the point of Tinder. Yeah, you know they're talking to people. At most, I'd just be like, oh, that was really funny. How embarrassing for you. Yeah, let's move goodbye. On. Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh. I'd like to, um, I don't know. I've got a friend of mine who loves to take the piss with it. Um, but I can't actually think of any examples off the top of my head. So I probably reg- I kind of regret bringing that up because I can't add any meat to the conversation. But, um. Um, but no, like it's, I, I don't use it. But it's, um, if you think about it, it as a fundamental... It's a place where you can message random people. So, you know, there's an opportunity to have, have some fun there and, like, you know, just, you know. I don't think you should take humor. it too seriously. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, like, it's amazing that that exists as a thing. Yeah. Like, you can, if you want to speak to a random person, whether it's learning about their slice of life or just to take the piss, you can. Um, which is kind of cool, actually. But I do kind of think when it comes to actually dating, like, meeting in person's better. Yeah. Um, you know, but I kind of feel like most people who use these apps aren't looking for anything, like, proper. They're just kind of, like, killing a bit of time, you know. I don't know. I've never... Uh, yeah. yeah never, I've, well, I've, I've not since there. uni, but I mean... Yeah, I don't know. But, well, yeah, actually, yeah. When I was probably, like... In, in Tinder in its infancy, I think I used... Um, but, yeah probably for less wholesome reasons <laughs> um, fair enough but i mean yeah no i mean i'm not using it but it is it is it, it's the um do they have like tinder stores now where you can go to like what and get what? merch that's like tinder merch i thought you were going to say is there tinder, tinder stores now where you can go and buy a date or something yeah that's no. what I, when you said it i was like oh so you could just like buy your profile to date and they have to no, no, no. I mean, like, where you can get, like, caps, t-shirts, socks, branded. Who would buy Tinder merch? Well, I mean, in the shop, it looks really good. But as soon as you step outside, it looks tacky as fuck. 
Imagine going on a date and you're wearing a Tinder branded suit. <laughs> I mean, the logo's nice. It's, it's like a, a bit flame. of yeah. It's it's, it's kind of cool. Like it's you adds know. a bit of flair to the evening. You... Adds a bit of flair to the evening. Yeah, man. There you go. There you go. Yeah, you see. Hey, yeah. ten out of ten for a bad pun. <laughs> mm. But um. I'm enjoying. What, what do you think of the cider? I'm enjoying it. I actually quite like it. I've yeah. I've never I'd, had it before. Never heard of it. Really, quite sweet actually. Yeah. Not bloaty, but quite sweet. Do you drink much cider? I drink quite a lot of cider. It is. What would you normally go for? Have you heard of this before? I haven't actually. No. Um, I'm gonna like my favorite cider is from Aldi, and it's like one pound eight a bottle. Ooh, it nice. is. I think it's called like Westerns apple cider something like that uh, what's that one that you get Harry something there's one in the co-op that we can get yeah it's like 8.2% yeah this one's like 7% it's really nice it's just really apple-y I, I, that don't, I don't care that it's stronger it's more that it just tastes really apple-y well, and here's really the thing nice. like cider by default is apple but I'd never normally get apple cider I'd normally yeah. get like a recorded like, like passion fruit or like a Mm. Or, or like a wild berry or something. You Tell know. you what my favourite is. Old Moot Strawberry and Pomegranate. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't think I've tried that one. It's so good. The one that I love is the the pineapple and raspberry. That's nice That's stuff. delicious. I recently just went through every single bottle I could find. They do like three for a fire. Like, I'll have one of these, I'll have one of these, I'll have one of these. There was one like raspberries and something and it just tasted like sherbet. Mm-hmm. Right, I will be honest. I am desperate for a wee. All right. Would either of you mind if I just like quickly went? <laughs> you have to hold it. You oh. do. That's the podcast. Yeah, but here's the problem, right? So because it's three of us now, right? When it was just me and Chris, we used to have the hour marker, right? And it would scare the fuck out of me. Um, and then it'd be a case of, right, we know that we need to end this quite soon, okay? But now there's three of us, we try and like... We're being quite liberal well, we're not, well, 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 we're not trying. We're just, we're just chatting. But there's, yeah. because there's three mouths, there's more, yeah. there's more so, so like... I have no idea how long I'm going to have to hold this thing for. I can, but it's not pleasant. I'd say about 15 minutes. 15, 20 minutes. That's, yeah, that, that, that's doable. How are you guys doing in that, in that department? Are you all right? Like, <laughs> I, I don't need to go. Yeah, no, no? My, my blood is absolutely fine. Yeah. It's Thank really, you for asking. really irritating. Right? God damn it. Like, when, when did I become an old man? You know, my hair's, oh. my hair's receding, like, my blood is weak, like, shit. Lockdown has not been kind to me. I think this is what you get for being the only guy in your family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, in oh, saying that, yeah. good news this week, there was a guilty verdict on the... Uh, oh, oh George, George, Floyd. George Floyd. Yeah. How fucking... Why has it taken so long? Oh, I, I think that's just the legal process in America, though. Yeah. I don't think that's like a, a question of anything else. I think they've... I mean, because what, it was a year ago? Yeah, it was... Yeah, man, it was nearly a year yeah, ago. Yeah, basically a year ago. Well, no, because a year... So I remember a year ago from now, I was watching a lot of Tiger King. Like, that was <laughs> really, like... That, yeah, that was the thing. That is peak lockdown memories right there. And then it was Power around... fucking Baskin. It was around... When was it now? I want to say middle of June, beginning to middle of June at the time is when the George Floyd thing happened. Mm-hmm. You know, um you know terrible thing but i mean fuck it I've got one year man like yeah, why, yeah. why the hell like what the hell are they doing they were getting witnesses, they spent a long time um i believe getting the jurors because you have to it's really from what i understand i have no like thing i i know nothing about the legal process in america but i what i think 
um, in order to be a juror, you have to be impartial. So in order to get someone or a group of people that were extremely impartial to the case, yeah. it took a lot of time. I bet it did uh, because yeah. it yeah. was such... People were pissed, man. I mean, like, there were, were riots. Yeah, yeah, man. Like that, how... Like, how do you find people who are just like, meh, you can't, especially when it's like that. Um, everyone's so passionate about it. I mean, even uh, all the way here in Manchester, we we had murals. We had riots as yeah. well. Like, well, yeah. Small, not well, riots, I call it a riot. protests. We had protests. Yeah, yeah, pro- yeah. yeah, people, yeah peaceful protests. Um, ooh, <laughs> Extinction Rebellion. Ooh, what have they been up to? So um, there was a thing this week about Extinction Rebellion. And they were right. They were basically protesting, and they were in London, um, and they were hammering um, flyers. Like they were nailing flyers into a into a into glass on this on this building. This well, they were hammering into glass. Well, no. So the the whole point, right? Rather than sticking it with blue tack, right? Right. To make a statement, they wanted to hammer it with nails into the glass to smash the glass. But of course, it's safety glass, so it's not going to shut. It's all it's all smashed, but it's not going to fall on the floor. Yeah. So you've got these posters for Extinction Rebellion, and you know they've hammered it into the you know with nails. And like, I, I'm on Twitter, and I'm and I use Twitter as a way to, you know, get a feel for what the general vibe is, the general opinion is on this shit. And um, it's not the best way to get a general public opinion on things, but it gives you a bit of an idea. And most people were saying, "What the fuck are you doing?" You're literally just vandalizing at this point. Do you understand how glass is manufactured? You're actually doing more damage to the environment because of the current manufacturing process for glass. Huh. And plus, like, if you're hammering glass windows of a bank building, they're not going to give a shit. Glass is quite cheap. Yeah. What you want to do is get your pension and move it somewhere else because that's going to cost them billions. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, it's it's one of those things. What 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 are your opinions on 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 the movement? Honestly, I I just think it's shit. Not not on this specifically. I think it's a bit a bit of a shit show what they did uh, this week. But in terms of like, in general, the movement. I think it's a bit shit. Yeah, I understood the question, sir. (laughs) All right, I I agree with the idea that of course we need to reduce carbon emissions. Of course, we need to be more thoughtful about what we're doing in our lives we are working on it man we're, we're literally doing it we are yeah we're literally sure. we've got goals we're trying to we've got the paris climate agreement yeah man um, so yeah. cut emissions all that stuff it takes time and then they're just yeah, here it takes time i believe a while ago they were blocking tube trains from leaving yeah it's like well this is probably one of the greenest ways to get home in london yeah, and you're like yeah nah you yeah i don't necessarily disagree with what they stand for uh i think their methods of protest leave something to be desired yeah so when i was at uni um there were a lot of people on my course and similar courses to me um in their spare time making like short documentaries is like a bit of a passion project kind of thing and there was one guy who made a documentary on a upcoming and this was like two or three years ago an upcoming riot um, or protest in Manchester for the Manchester Extinction Rebellion group. And I don't know if it's just a reflection on how the guy filmed it, but the way that it was done, it felt like <laughs> Extinction Rebellion was just a nuisance. Like I don't I don't think he I don't think the guy who made this documentary as a student film intended for them to come across like a nuisance. 
but they just came across like little fucking bitches. Like, <laughs> like, like, well, that's the thing. Yeah, but, yeah, but it, it's a good cause. They're just fucking it up. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's a good cause. And I think they are probably hindering more than they're helping. 100%. They completely shut down Deansgate. Obviously, not last year, but well, before COVID. Completely shut down Deansgate. Brought yeah, in yeah. loads of hay bales and stuff. Yeah, and I'm walking through the area fucking sneezing my ass off because... I've got a hay fever living in a city. I don't have yeah. to deal with that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, then and then suddenly there's in. a fucking hay bale in the middle of the fucking road. They didn't Straw consider. flying through the air. I'm just walking down going, achoo, achoo. and yeah, you've heard my sneezes. Honestly, yeah, they're fucking loud. He scares the shit out of me. Like, I'll, I'll be in bed chilling and then I'll get this, oh, and I'm like, fucking Christ, like, just please learn how to sneeze better, man. I know it's difficult, but it is possible. When I got a job working in a shop, and I was scanning people's groceries. I didn't want to sneeze on their fucking vegetables. Yeah, <laughs> yeah? I didn't want to do that. So I learned how to sneeze different. And I do believe it's I work possible. in a bar. I'm not that. allowed to sneeze in front of the guests. How yeah, do you think I feel? Look, that's you, why you sneeze so loud. You've got to hold them all in. I gotta hold it in. What explosion yeah, is? And when I get a second, I'm like, I gotta go. Yeah, but when you <laughs> sneeze, you let the pressure out. But but it hurts you, man. Like yeah. when, I, when I sneeze, like when I sneeze, this people, is the thing. People say to me, "Oh, you shouldn't hold it in," and I'm like, "Mate." Like, it doesn't hurt. Like, the pressure's being released. This is the thing. If I just sneeze normally, yeah, it hurts because it's a massive sneeze. However, if I try to stifle it, it still hurts. Mm. And then I've got to sneeze again. <laughs> I do. Am I just being ignorant? Like, do people sneeze differently or can people change the way that they sneeze? Because uh, everyone's different. I think you would be the expert yeah. on this stuff. How, how, how do you sneeze, Steph? I apparently sneeze quite weirdly. Okay. Um, Everyone that sneezes are very weird. Ollie always laughs at me when I sneeze because I say at you when I sneeze. Like, you can hear it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's a really weird sneeze, okay. apparently. Um, and I don't know that I can change that. That is just how I sneeze. Oh, so what? One of my friends in high school had a Bambi sneeze. It had a massive build-up. Then just a little choo at the end. Oh. It's like, ah! <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Why? It's the cutest sneeze in the world. I know, let it out, let people hear it. Um, but back with... Why are we talking about this? What, well, hay bales. Yeah. Hay bales, yeah. Right? yeah, so like... Oh. all Like, they're protesting, they're stopping people from getting to work and all that shit. They're not stopping the people who are making the decisions. They're stopping people who work in fucking call centres, yeah. who work in IT, making spreadsheets using fucking Microsoft Excel yeah, exactly. or some shit. Like, they're not... They're not actually making any difference. I will say there are there have been times in the UK where we haven't burned any coal because our green initiative is uh, offshore wind farms. I think we're looking at wave generated power. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's solar, mm-hmm. uh, hydroelectric. Look, it's the way the world wants to and go. Nuclear. Mm. We all want to go. We, yeah. we, we, we've all seen. Um, oh shit! What's that film called? Um, oh, Interstellar. We've all seen Interstellar. Yeah, we have yeah. not. I don't. I, I don't want to work on a farm. Watch it because I have it's to. It's great. I right. watched the first half hour. <laughs> <laughs> We're lucky today that if you want to work in a certain industry, you can just go and do that. But in that film, I think it took place in like the twenty seventies, twenty eighties, where basically it's a case of oh, we don't give a fuck what you want to do for a career. We need farmers. The world's fucked. It's just as shit. Like we need some, yeah. we need to get some crops. We need to get some fucking aubergines. Get some pineapples. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah so yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like I would hate a future where it doesn't matter what you want to do. We need farmers. You got to work in a farm. If you want, I mean, 
I mean, hopefully. Like... Well, no, the, the tipping point surely will be when green energy becomes more profitable for mass corporations. 100%. Yeah, that's it. That's until that point, unfortunately. Well, yeah. it feels like, unfortunately, the, the average person is quite frankly fucked. Like, it, it's, you need big change. You need corporations. You need businesses to, to be investing in green for it to actually... Of course. You know, and become. a lot of companies are doing it, but I think a lot of it right now is just because it's good PR yeah. for them. You know, oh, it's good to be seen to be green. Um, well, I think the government is I'm going to have to introduce... I'm going to have to go for a week. I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> Please continue. I've given, given you something good to start a conversation. Run with it. I'll be back in two minutes. I think the uh, government themselves are introducing fines to, like, if a corporation doesn't hit a certain point, Okay. they've got fines. Yeah. To, like, well, if you don't meet your targets, you're going to have to pay a fine, so meet your targets yeah I, I mean i hope so but the thing is it's always the thing with corporations is that a fine to them might not necessarily mean very much yeah and a lot of there's that thing about um who was it i want to say i'm gonna say jeff bezos i don't know i don't someone very rich who basically paid like thousands and thousands of pounds in parking fees because he was parking his car somewhere where he shouldn't be but it doesn't matter to him so that happens a lot in manchester especially around like king street and stuff it's basically a no parking zone and people with these rich expensive cars they'll just park the car there yeah because like, a fine is, yeah. is ridiculous you know they don't care they'll pay the fine in order to do what they want and i think companies will do the same if yeah. if all it is is paying a little bit of money that they have buckets full they'll pay the fine um yeah. but if that fine's recurring each year and increasing each year so there's a thing that they do in scandinavian countries i know i'm not sure which one or if more but they um, fine people as a percentage of their income rather than as a blanket fine and i think that is really clever and, I, and, i've and, seen this yeah. yeah i've seen this i think that's great that's because that that incentivizes everyone to not do these things it doesn't matter how much you earn yeah you will lose x percent of your income yeah for breaking the law in this way yeah so you could be speeding with someone else if you're in a sports car and the other guy's in a fucking tesla you two decide to go on a race. Obviously, Teslas can build up speed pretty fast, but sports cars sound sick. Yeah. <laughs> and you do this little quarter mile drag race and the police catch you. The guy in the Tesla is your everyday working guy. You'll get like a hundred pound fine. The guy in the sports sports car is a multimillionaire. He's going to get a thousand, ten thousand yeah. pound fine yeah. for the same crime. Having a proportionate system. Yeah. Well, proportionate system like that it just makes so much more sense um i feel like we should introduce something like that here we should yeah well i think i think it's a good thing um but again i i don't think that will happen certainly in saying that we had a had something here about what the uk should do on the world stage going forward obviously we're not part of the eu anymore so how do we make our mark in the world join the eu yeah rejoin the (laughs) eu yeah (laughs) that'd be a good start the European fuck up, England left. They learned their lesson. <laughs> well, no, like, I, uh, I mean, uh, sorry, that wasn't really very valuable. I just kind of made a little noise. <laughs> yeah, um, look, 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 listen to me, please. <laughs> all I want to see is a world where there's no borders. If you want to work somewhere and you think you can add value, you should be able to do that. 
um, why are you putting up walls and shit? Yeah. Um, but then that said, obviously, we've got Elon Musk wanting to go to Mars, right? And the current way that that's going to work, if you've got Martian cities, bear with me, I'm going to attach them, but I will, I will full circle, um, is you've got, obviously, bubble ecosystems dotted about the planet, right? Because, obviously, there's, it's not been terraformed. There's no air on Mars. Bear with me, I, I will come back. Um, so, so, so there's physical barriers there. So if we move to Mars, there's going to be there's going to be borders up by by default um right so that that'll be shit so we don't need that on earth like you know you can go anywhere and and live and work and add value and do whatever you want so i think it's a shame um but i do think like we'll get there eventually i don't know if that adds any value to the discussion <laughs> i just I, I, I just i mean i just came back uh, yeah. a tangent that We'll go full full circle, but I don't know if it adds anything. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. What do you think? Like, um, I mean, I agree with the idea that we shouldn't have borders. We should, like, borders should exist, but not for the purposes that they do now. Yeah. Like, obviously, with COVID, a border is good to be like, well, this is a line between this native population and this native population. Yeah, if you want to be nationalist, I think it's good that there are different cultures in different parts yeah. of the world. I want to one day go to Japan and experience their culture. Now, their culture is very westernised, but they've still retained a lot of the traditions, and especially if you go to like you know places around the Kyoto region, um, you know, beautiful, um, but obviously it's you know heavily westernised, and I do think maybe a thousand years from now there'll be less defined culture in different parts of the world because we'll become just one yeah, a bit more civilization. Yeah. But then we'll be a union, we'll be, you know, together and yeah. and that'll be a nice thing. Um as long as we don't forget our roots, I feel. You know. But I would if I'd like to go and work in Spain for a bit, I'd like to be able to do that. Yeah. No, I can't. There's a lot of red tape and a lot of bullshit involved. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a bit annoying. But And obviously vice versa. Yeah. There's a lot of people I work with who aren't from the UK we have a lot of international workers Mm. in the restaurant I'm actually one of the few native English speakers that work there Mm -hmm. out of maybe a hundred staff maybe five ten percent are actually British and now we won't have access to that anymore either yeah Yeah. is that is it going to be a problem in your workplace we don't know we don't could be yeah could not be because we've got a few international um colleagues of where I work but the thing is, they're fucking sick at what they do. They're very skilled, hmm. and it like they're an asset to the company. So you know, if they had to go, it'd be like, what the fuck? Like, they were very good at what they did. So you're losing access to a yeah. wider skill market. Yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, like, when it comes to like being doctors, I kind of feel people in this country aren't like. It's going to sound a bit weird. Please correct me, right? But a lot of young people now want to become influencers they want to or be youtubers and do all that shit so people aren't uh, or, or maybe they want to do more creative work like yeah. what i do or they want to um i don't know work in manufacturing i feel like there's less onus on um people who want to become doctors in in in, in this country um there's not enough to supply the demand so of course we have to go to places like india uh, Pakistan, uh, Poland, Germany you know like yeah. other countries where the expertise is there but there'll be a time when those countries want to retain their you know their skills well, and they also, won't want to let us have them. I believe a problem we've got here is our the amount we pay 
our professional healthcare people is far less than the global average. Mm. Yeah. So we actually have a, a deficit <laughs> in doctors. Yeah. There's a there's an agreement. Yeah, here. the, oh, 100%, the yeah, hundred percent. Um, I I mean, I say I say I feel strongly about this because I work in healthcare, but not necessarily that. I do think that um, and lots of jobs. It's not just healthcare. The responsibility of what you do does not is not conveyed by the what you earn. Yeah. Um, and I I think that is one of the cruxes of it for me. And I I can take nursing as an example. Nurses do, and because there's been a lot of discussion about this lately with the one percent pay rise um but nurses do so much already and have been for so long what they already earn it does not justify what they what sorry what they do is not justified by what they earn it it just feels Mm -hmm. so wrong um that someone who and and there is value in in lots of things so you know i'm not trying to diminish what other people do but there is there is so much more value in for me being a nurse than say being an influencer who might get paid like 10 grand just to post something like that. Like there is such a skew in, in mm-hmm. what people's um, skills are worth that I don't, I, yeah. You know that, what? Well, that's what's annoying about it. Just quickly, like with, um, there's obviously a market for that. And if a company is going to make more than 10 grand by, you know, investing that 10 grand into an influencer, he'll post some, some shit. Um, I guess that's just capitalism. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. Well, I was going to say the the MPs in Parliament, they have like a public body that decides their pay rise. I think overall they got something like 2.4%. I might be wrong on that one, but it amounted to about seven grand on top of what they already earn. Yeah, because what they already it's 2% earn. of what, yeah. it's a higher amount. Yeah. And what they already earn is like 70k a year. Mm. Whereas nurses who have been told by the pm that they are the bread and butter of the society right now mm. get a one percent pay rise from bottom of the barrel yeah. wages but that's the thing why would um i as a young working professional choose to go into healthcare as a job when the when the way i would much rather do what i'm currently Great doing question. or something else. well yeah. that's the thing because like <laughs> what i'm doing um, for my career is not benefiting society from a healthcare perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm not working in healthcare. Okay. The work that I do is more in um, well, yeah, marketing. I suppose marketing, entertainment, that kind of thing. But it's yeah. not really, it's not, it's not better in society from a healthcare standpoint at all. Um, because that industry doesn't appeal to me because obviously the pay is not that good. So how are you, which is the reason why we then are short staffed. So we've got to import skill from other parts of the world um i think it's fucked i think yeah. it's fucked mate i think it's bad yeah, yeah. we've definitely made that harder on ourselves mm. i'll say that much yeah and um you know very proud of our nhs and what you know they do but i just feel like we're not looking after them yeah definitely i feel like the pay rise the mps got should have a should have been vetoed somewhere along the line i just mm. be like look but isn't it vetoed by people who benefit from it so the people who are yeah. voting for or against are have to be altruistic enough to go <clears throat> to go you know i'm not going to vote for something that will benefit myself yeah well that's the thing simply like, it, put if you're in that mm-hmm. position it should not be a question of what's going to benefit me it should be a question of what's going to benefit the country because in turn that will benefit 
you. The country yeah. would yeah. benefit from higher paid nurses. More full stop. Absolutely. Selfless people, um, you know, being in positions of power. That is the problem. We've not got yeah. enough of that. There are selfless people out there um, that are in positions of power, but there's not enough of them, and it's harder for them to get to get things through. See, on a slightly political tangent, I don't know what I will be voting at the next general election. Yeah, so in Manchester, 6th of May, uh, the... Not, not the local election, the national election. Oh, the national one? Yeah. Oh, okay, like, fair enough, yeah. I, I don't feel too strongly for Labour. I definitely don't feel Conservative, but I don't know enough about the other political parties. Cause it, as much as we don't like to admit it, we do have a bit of a two-party system. Yeah, we do. But, I mean, definitely in that case, I like, do some research. I'll be, like, yeah. I'll, I'll be reading up on things. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is annoying when it's like, oh, um, well, I, last time I did actually vote Liberal Democrat. Um, I yeah. don't, yeah. yeah. Um, people I do know, personally, were pissed off at me for doing that. Um, but I have my own personal, really? I, I had yeah. my own reasons for doing that and they're entitled to their opinion um, because I, I looked into it and I felt like my personal views aligned with you know, yeah. that party at the time. That might not be the case anymore. I don't know, but I need to do some research. But what's annoying is the fact that, um, oh, it's a lot of people just, you know, they don't put in much research when they vote. And you think to yourself, oh, well, fuck it, what's the point? But you still should vote anyway. Yeah. Yeah, you should. You, you shouldn't, don't you not shouldn't, vote. You shouldn't not vote just because, oh, um, won't make a difference because if enough people who didn't vote because it didn't make a difference voted then it would make a difference there's but... countries that have made it a crime to not vote really really yeah that's interesting like, to if be you... fair that's what we should have here because if you do not vote it... you yeah. get fined uh, obviously if you have a legitimate legitimate reason not to vote yeah like you yeah, had a sudden medical emergency I think a lot of people don't realise voting is integral to any societal change that you may want to see yeah um you know, loads of people don't vote because they're sort of apathetic towards it. Oh, it won't make a change. Oh, there's, you know, there's no point. But that is the attitude that... You can't complain then, can you? Yeah. And it's also the attitude of, well, if that's... A, then there won't be a change because people aren't voting. If, mm-hmm. if you know. Um, and then there's a, the sort of a similar thing to what you said was... Well, I, I also voted Lib Dem in the last election and no one really gave me shit for it but a couple of people were like well what's the point because you know they're not going to win so yeah, but and, and that's the point vote, for yeah. me because I if I voted based on who I thought was going to win then mm-hmm. that's a, that's a ridiculous reason to vote mm. and I think there are more people who would vote for smaller parties yeah like Lib Dem or Green like, yeah, or whatever that feel yeah. that they can't because it's a wasted vote which only is if you th- only if yeah. you that's the irony it's yeah. like a um Paradox, I suppose. Yeah, if right? you think it's a wasted vote, you are in turn wasting your vote. Voting for yeah. something you don't you're believe in. You're actually voting. Yeah, you're wasting your vote voting for a party that's more likely to win because of your vote. If you just voted for what you genuinely believed in, like we had yeah. a, that's the mad thing. We had to have a coalition government not too long ago because mm-hmm. the spectrum was that split, and obviously yeah. conservatives ended up in power from that. It means that things get. They take longer to get done. Yeah. No one can make a decision. We saw that with Brexit. It was a fucking shit show. I believe yeah. Lib Dems kind of had a, a big loss in seats from that. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. look, the whole thing with politics is there's no there's no right way of doing it. Some parts of the world are better being uh, more to the right. Some parts are better being to the left. Some parts are better being more, um, you know, uh, what's the word? Not unionist. Um, well, not not communist, but socialist. Oh, socialist. Socialist, yeah. yeah. Mm. 
Well, um, you know what? It depends, a, on, it depends on the country individually. There's no right way of doing it. We, and we're still trying to figure out. Like you said before, we have a national, uh, not a national, a local elections coming up for Manchester. And mm. um, one of the candidates in the little booklet we got to explain it was for the English Democrats. Okay. And just reading that, I went, no, fuck you. I don't stand for yeah. this. Just I've from the name it, of not, the party. I've not read it. I don't know anything. I mean, so... Do you know? Did you look into what they do, or like what? In the literal motto is the sh- English sh- Democrats. Shall I get the pamphlet? England first. Yeah. Do you want me to get the pamphlet? No, no, no. I the whole it. thing. You want to, yeah, I'm gonna get the pamphlet. The whole thing was to put England first. I went, no, fuck you, Britain first. Yeah, because I remember reading that as well, and I, I don't actually don't remember it. And it's always like I blocked it out of my memory because I remember reading it and going, well, I'm not gonna vote for that. I'm not gonna vote for that. Oh, okay, that one I might vote for. It's yeah. kind of how I went through it. But yeah, I remember, I remember being reading it, and then at the end of it, going, "What?" Like, yeah, like I know who I'm going to vote for. I'm going to vote for Andy Burnham. End of story. You know, he's done so much. When we started London, for when we started this podcast, we said we wouldn't get political, and <laughs> and here we are, right? Um, but I'll let you finish. Sorry for cutting you yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd vote Andy Burnham because he stood up for hospitality. He was like, "Well, you're trying to introduce tier three restrictions without any." backing like any scientific backing to kind of support that you're just like nah fuck you and that's what it felt like for a lot of the north like you're just saying fuck the north if it's the north we get locked down everyone else stays open but as soon as it gets bad in london everyone gets locked down so who's this geezer here stephen morris english democrats vote for stephen of the english democrats make greater manchester police fit for purpose yeah I will make our local transport system fit for purpose. Make sure planning looks at long-term sustainability, and then health and social care. So he's got like different things going. You know what's weird? I'm not going to read it all, but no, I mean, no. You know what's weird? Every single person basically says the same thing. It's yeah. different wording of the same thing. I would read it literally every single one, and I think I got to like the third one, and I was like, okay, so they want to reduce crime, yeah. make transport better. What was the other? There was like um, housing in the greenbelt areas and like that. And I was like, they they all do say the same thing. Right, and and, and just for transparency, right, like your 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 guy Andy Burnham, yeah, okay, who I did vote for last time. I, I will so, be honest, right? He's, our yeah, guy, yeah, yeah, but he's he's got the same <laughs> shit. Reduce homelessness. Yeah, but look, this is what he's delivered. In introduce free bus and uh, recruit more police and all that kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, okay, yeah, he has delivered that. And, and I, then it then it says what I'll do next look, to it. So I, here's what I think about him though. And I so I've not lived in Manchester for long. I the first time I think I really saw anything about Andy Burnham was the restrictions yeah. um tier three thing that was going on a few months back. And and I, I think a lot of people will vote for him because of that. But then I think that that is when you get into the system of, well, we know what this guy's like, so we'll vote for him because he's not bad, but and then, and then you get to the thing of, well, could there be someone better? But people won't vote for them because you're kind of used also, to what you, you have. You do get like a, a reserve vote, if you like. Like you vote for who you want, which is probably a full vote. Yeah. Then you get like a, a secondary choice, which is probably worth half a vote. I don't actually know how it works, but I think if someone gets enough well, secondary I think it's, votes... You have to, yeah, I think you have to meet a threshold overall to... Yeah win at which point if the person who has the most votes at first doesn't win that doesn't beat meet that threshold um they tally up all the second votes and then if they add them to the the first and then whoever has the the majority wins yeah, yeah. but 
I have no idea who I'm going to vote for. <laughs> Melanie Horrocks, a green voice for everyone, right? Transport that connects. Planning for communities, not for not just for houses. Fighting for everyone's rights. So, of course, LGBTQ and so on. Um, because she's got a, a picture yeah, yeah, of the flag yeah. there. That's why I'm saying it. Green voices change the conversation. I don't See, agree but what's the difference between what we are doing right now under, under yeah. Burnham and what everyone else is saying? Why? I think, I think why that's the thing there, isn't it? But then also, you've so so you've been given a task. You have an A five piece of paper to convey your message that you want for the next however long it is until the next vote. What do you put on it? The, you know, that's you know it. what? There's a guy in there who just said, "Go look at my website." <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Like... <laughs> and then guy? I didn't because I was like, "I'm not going to do that." It's, I think it's that guy. <laughs> what, Marcus Farmer? Another? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is that guy, Marcus <laughs> Farmer. Nice. He's just like. This is... I think that's going to lose me a lot of votes because I can't, I like, I can't be bothered to click on yeah. website. I'm not going to do it. I should, but I'm not going to. To me, what's important is right. Like, you've got the Metro Mayor of Manchester, but that mayor is going to be a small piece in the puzzle yeah. for the whole country. So it, it's who can shout the loudest to get your message as an individual through to government, like, effectively. Because it's all right having some guy who can make like you know good buses and shit. Okay. But you want someone who can actually like fight your corner and get it th- all the way to government and get that guy with the stupid blonde hairpiece to actually do some do some good stuff. So yeah, but that wouldn't be Andy Burnham. That's not this election. Yeah, our MPs do that for like Trafford for here completely. Which is separate. also this election. Is it? Because you're voting for two. Because I got two things. I got yeah, one yeah. for and then one for my my council. Really? So, oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought like your MP was separate to that, like you vote your councillors, but then you've also got your MP, which is your minister for parliament. I don't know. I have to admit, I'm not particularly good at (laughs) politic things. Uh, It would be interesting going down to the voting booth and just looking at like, the fuck am I doing? (laughs) Yeah. I'm not used to this. I'm used to. I was so excited, and then I just it was just also confusing. And since then, it's been like ten years, and I'm like, I'm still just confused. Every time it's no different. Every time I'm still confused. The oh, first time that I voted in a general election was, I believe, 2015. Yeah. Right? It was when Cameron was pissing about with the whole Brexit thing. And, like, at the time, I actually spoiled my vote. I didn't actually vote. I put a cross through every single candidate as a, as a, as a means of protest. Now... What were you protesting? I think... I think... <laughs> right, if I'm honest, right... At the time, I was protesting the fact that I didn't agree with any of the parties, but also I am acutely aware, looking back, that I clearly didn't spend enough time researching and that it was probably very ignorant of me to be like, oh, I don't agree with anyone, so fuck them all, like cross them all through, like protest, whatever. And if you don't agree with the parties, I do believe in protesting and like, um, you know, spoiling your vote as a means of, nah, fuck you. It's better than just not voting at all. But looking back I do think yeah I probably could have been more but I you know I have got more interest in politics yeah. since then you know it's 2021 now um I'd like to think I'm more aware of what's going on in in the world but um no I definitely need to research the people in this pamphlet before I actually like you know vote I know it's not general election but um, it, it's still going to affect you a lot because it is local 100%. it is and, for us and I like the idea of going green with it but I just you know some of the policies I just I don't agree with, but I don't know. I I, I I need to research it. Anyway, I'm not sure. On that slightly political end, yeah, like I think we'll we keep going back to it, man. We need to yeah. like 
I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing? Like going what, political? To be political? Yeah. Um, we said we wouldn't do it. We always do it. I think we touch on it, but we don't go in depth. And I think yeah, that's a good balance. Mate, I got the pamphlet out. <laughs> True. Do you think it's a bad thing? or? Do you I, think mean, I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't, I don't think... I think it depends on how in depth and how long you talk yeah. about it. Basically, it, it's not know? like two hours of us fucking arguing political views. Yeah. It's like I think ten minutes the, here the, and there. Yeah, I think one of the things that works in our favor is that I think we're all quite like-minded when it comes to. Mm. I, I think similar enough. Yeah. Um, which is all I don't know. Maybe good or bad. Maybe if there was one, one of the three was you know really massively Tory, <laughs> we would have so, a, uh, a really interesting conversation. Clearly, we're looking for a guest here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I think well, no, because it's good to have different points of view, yeah, right. But it's not becoming like a vicious argument, no, you know, which yeah. is nice because no one wants to hear that. It shouldn't be an argument; it should always be a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, but I mean, nah, I think I think the key takeaway for me is vote. One, well, no, no, no. Do you research? Yeah. And then vote. Don't just be like, because uh, apparently it used to be a uh, fashionable to vote conservative. When mum was growing up, it was like, oh, I'm conservative and conservatives are rich. So if I vote for them, then I'll be rich. Yeah. Did I'm that not, pay yeah, off? Yeah, that was definitely no, it, a mindset that it did not. It did not pay off in the slightest, right? It actually ended up costing her a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, not getting pay rises and shit. But the world's different today. You know, it doesn't matter what your parents did. Do your research yeah. um, and, and make sure that you vote and do your bit, even if it makes... No difference whatsoever, um, you know, because you've got you got you know you got, you got, got to try. You've got to try. Vote for what you believe in, because if enough people believe in the same thing, hundred percent. Exactly, it does make a difference. Yeah. What doesn't make it won't make a difference if you don't vote. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. on that note, time to end. Yeah, cheers for listening. Thank you. Number eleven. Yeah, and uh, we will see you next week. I think next week it will be just me and Marcus because you have a a holiday plan. I do. Little, I will be down in London. Oh, a little, lovely. A little oh. go away somewhere. <laughs> well, <laughs> you've got to do it because I mean, who knows when we'll be locked up again? Yeah. Like you know, make yeah. the most of it. No, oh, hope you have a good yeah. time. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely fantastic. I'm sure I will. All right. And see you next week. Yeah. Thank you for listening.